Welcome back to the Giants, guys. Another day, another Super Bowl champion. This time it's the big guy, number 85, tight end, Jake Ballard. Guess what, people? Yep, I'm back. You are listening to another episode of the Giants, guys. And uh, as always, I will try to keep this monologue short. But today, I've got show notes. I got Mikey Fresh in the building. I got Mr. Glass half full. And it's promised, I got Jake Ballard in the house. What's up, yes. Jake? Come on, guys. Good to be here. Yeah. Welcome. Great to have you, man. So I got to tell you, like, so the fans of, of the show, you know, they're always asking for more access. You know, they want the, the inside look on what it takes to be a playoff contender or a Super Bowl champion. So we try to do these interviews, kind of give them a little sneak peek behind the curtain. You know, we've we've had – uh, Lauren, right? Spiro, Lawrence Tynes, uh, Carl Hickson. Banks, Dominic Hickson, uh, Rich Tolson, Tolson. Yeah, oh my god, Ta- Dave was funny as hell. Um, so, so we're just la- glad to have some some offensive talent in the room because That's right, we did Carl <laughs> Banks last week and we had we had a blast with him. So, we're just glad that you, you know we've got some finesse in the room. <laughs> I don't know if finesse is the right word, but <laughs> definitely not nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I'm, t- I'm telling you, you look, you're looking pretty, pretty jacked yourself right now, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying, you know, I'm staying in the weight room fit? Quite, a, quite a bit. I'm probably, I'm probably around 299 right now. All right. Oh, so you, wow. what, are you, what are you thinking? Maybe some D tackle? I, I definitely <laughs> could play five tech right now. Maybe <laughs> I could maybe play left, left tackle. I can still kick slide with my right leg, left leg, not so much, but <laughs> what are you, what, what are you throwing around weight wise? Oh God, fresh. Oh, here we go. Uh, what are we talking about? Bet, bench squat, whatever you, whatever about, you like about cleans. Do. Oh, I don't, no, I don't do any cleans no more. <laughs> I'll just do, you know, squat. I don't really go over reps over like three fifteen for like seven or eight. I'm not trying to nice. That's a I lot of NFL with a good back. Not yeah. Play, right. But, you know, the longer I, the, the stronger I keep my legs, the better I feel, you know, bench wise. I mean, I'm also, I don't, I never tore my pec or I had one, two shoulder surgeries. So I really, you know, I'm going for rest. I probably, today I did uh, three sets of 315 for seven. So I mean, wow. nothing very nice. What, 290, dude? He can, fresh, he could like put you on the bench and throw you around. <laughs> bit, dude. I mean, seriously, I mean, he played at 265. You know, he, He's put on mature muscle, man. He, yeah. you know, like, That's he great. His teeth with you. Uh, yeah, I think I played around. I was probably with the Giants. It was funny. You know, I was 270-ish. And with the way I was running and catching the balls, you know, everybody had weights that they had to weigh in every week. It's that that window. For me, they I would just – they never said anything. <laughs> Let him keep doing his thing. Meanwhile, his thing. meanwhile, my boy Bear Pasco was like a strict window. And if he came <laughs> in over, he was getting fine or had to do extra cardio. You're out back like eating, well, eating yeah. up in his face. Well, no, they, he tried to, they made him try and keep the weight off of him. So he was always pissed. He's like, what would you weigh in? I was like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's like, what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, you, you could move though. You were pretty quick at that at that size, you know. Yeah, pre uh, pre knee injury, that was great. Well, wait, so wait, so let's let's let's. That's a good segue. So let's let's back up just a bit, so we don't we don't get you far ahead because I, I got I have this question here. It's a two part, right? So yeah. you're an Ohio kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we interviewed as I as I mentioned when we started the show. We interviewed Dominic Hickson. Next week, we got Blackburns in the house. You know, um, did you go to high school with any of these guys? Did you compete against any of these guys? Because Hickson was like, how he was telling us how he used to go against Blackburn. And then, like, you know, Blackburn got all these offers, and Dominic only had the one to go to Akron. And then when he showed up, he was like, oh, wait, Blackburn's going here too. He's like, because they all looked up to Blackburn as like a – you know, a big time Ohio kid. Like, did you play against these guys? Well, first off, those guys are way older than me. Yeah. <laughs> Is, I didn't think Hickson was that. I guess I know Blackburn's yeah. older, but well, I guess Hickson you're right. Was great, no matter what. So yeah, but he is. I think I don't know if they're the same age, but they're similar. Um, and Hickson went to a Columbus City school. I think he went to Whitehall. Yeah. And then, uh, Chase went to Marysville, which is like a Columbus suburb. 
but I'm actually from like a Dayton area, and gotcha. I'm not sure when those guys graduated high school. What was Chase's first year? Was what the Super Bowl year? Uh, late Super Bowl. So, shoot, he probably graduated high school in 2002. One, I was 06 in high I was, school. I was gonna say he's probably got seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah. I was 07. I was 07. <laughs> All right, three baby. So, so then, then here's the question: Is and this is like one that I've been thinking. Even when you played, I was thinking about this. Did Ohio State know you could catch the ball? Because, <laughs> because, because, I mean, and Spiro, listen to this. You're Tell me, boy, Trestle, like, wake up, man. <laughs> yeah, Spiro, check this out. Ready? So, so Jake goes to Ohio State, like, like Blackburn and, and Hickson probably should have done, right? Um, <laughs> so listen to these stats, Spiro. He go, he he goes to Ohio State. He comes out of school with 34 receptions, 377 yards, and three touchdowns. One year with Eli, with Eli Manning and the Giants, yeah, yeah. he's got 38 receptions, 604 yards, four touchdowns. He was inactive the last two games of the season. Jake, <laughs> Jake guys with Big those numbers. numbers make the Pro Bowl. Like, like guys, like if you had played those last two games, pulled down another, let's say, five, six catches, another 50 yards, those – those numbers in today's game, those guys go to the Pro Bowl. Did Ohio State knew you could – did they know you knew how to catch? Like, what's the deal? So, I know you guys are a little blinded. Well, not blinded. You guys are all, what, Jersey, New York? We're Jersey guys. Rutgers doesn't – we weren't even Big Ten at that point. Right. <laughs> if you're an Ohio State fan, we don't throw the ball at the tight end. And we started, we started to a little bit more, but nowhere near as much. <laughs> we had some talented kids. Actually, our, our tight end this year is Jeremy Ruckert. He's, mm. he's a New York boy. He's, yeah. uh, he might be first, second-round pick if we throw him the ball, but we also got a ton <laughs> of her talent on the Bucks right now, so who the heck knows? Anyway, yeah, they got a lot. Always, always kind of the trend. You know, I started playing there as a freshman right away, and, you know, we had Troy Smith as my freshman quarterback, won the Heisman. I didn't play a lot. Had a, one touchdown, a couple balls thrown my way. Then sophomore and junior year, played more. Then I ended up having Terrell Pryor, my junior and senior right. year. And that cat wasn't – if he could run, he was running it. Yeah. yeah he was taking off. <laughs> right, true. And it kind of is what it is. All the coaches knew I could catch. I mean, everybody on the team did. And they saw me play, you know, football and hoops on the spare time. So, it just – it is what it is. Let me ask you a question about those two quarterbacks. A lot of times, like, um, so many pe- – you, you watch these guys play in college and then – like the pro game is so different, especially at the quarterback position. It's almost impossible to see if, what's going to translate. It's like a 50-50 ratio of first-round picks and, and high prospects. And if they end up succeeding or end up kind of fizzling out, like right. when you're playing with guys like that in college, is there something that like you look at and you're like, man, like this guy's got a chance at the next level? Or is it more, is it more like this guy's an, an amazing college player? I just don't know if it's going to work in the NFL or is it – is it hard to tell? Uh, well, I mean, when you're in college, you don't know any better, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're at Ohio State, you're you're playing the best of the best. When I was a freshman, Troy was on the money every game he played besides the national championship, and who really knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, Florida was the better team. Were they 30 points better? Probably not, but it is what it is. I yeah, thought just, I, think Troy all, I think Troy had all the tools to be a, a, an NFL. He was an NFL quarterback for probably five, six years. I think he yeah, could have been – you know, starter some places, some places didn't work out. Um, and then Terrell, I mean, you, he was an incredible athlete, could run, he ran like a deer. And obviously you saw a pan out in the NFL, he, he moved to receiver. Yeah. I, I knew he wasn't going to be an NFL quarterback. Everyone okay. did, but in, an incredible talent. And if he would have moved to receiver earlier, he might still be playing the league. Right. But, right. You know, he squeaked out a couple of years, made some money. And I think he's doing really well now, but you had a few good yeah, years, like, yeah. My answer is you just don't know until you're there. And, you know, once I got to New York and saw, you know, Eli, you're well aware, okay, well, here's the met, here's the bar now. Yeah. You know I mean? It's a nice little uh, situation to step into right there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was – I tell people this all the time. I was very fortunate in the NFL. I played three different teams, <laughs> three great quarterbacks. My yeah. the quarterback I played with was Carson Palmer. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. so not bad. A lot of people don't have that. I had Carson, right. Eli, and Tom Brady. So not bad at all, man. Yeah, not bad to get to get balls thrown to. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. And then, uh, so 2010, are you on, are you practice squad at 2010? 
So 2010, I, uh, <laughs> well, we can kind of start in training camp. So obviously undrafted yep. training camp comes along. Boss had surgery, so he's not practicing. It's me, Bear, uh, Scott Chandler, who, mm-hmm. you know, he was battling injuries beginning of his career, really didn't turn out to what he did by that, you know, then he was, eventually he's balling with Buffalo. And yeah. Buffalo. I was going to say, he had a handful of yeah. good years of Played Buffalo. really well after he left New York, but then, and then Travis Beckham, well, and Bear Pascal. At one point, me and Bear were the only healthy tight ends. And I'm an undrafted free agent. This is when we still had two-a-day practices. So all those guys were hurt. We were taking all the reps. Perfect. I was doing really well. Uh, they just kept told me to keep doing what I'm doing. I was killing people blocking. They never saw a tight end block like that. <laughs> and, um, and then so I pulled my hamstring. Pulled my hamstring before the first preseason game. Then we were really down people. And uh, they eventually cut me. But they're like, we're going to bring you back for the season. So they brought me back. I was on practice squad for a little bit. Got moved up in the middle of the season. Played against Philly. And then moved me back down at the request of the front office, not the coaches. Um, they can do that? Yeah, yeah, the front office makes all the moves, man. It is – at least they do, that front office was. Do uh, they even tell you why, though, like the front office wants to make that move? Or does it just happen? Well, I think Kevin – they moved me up because they weren't sure if Kevin was going to be able to go. And then he couldn't go, but then he was healthy the next week. And they wanted to keep me up to be like the number two behind Kevin. But then somebody else got, I can't remember who else got hurt. And they, you know, it's a numbers, numbers game. game. So yep. they're like, we're going to bump me back down. And then I th- I was active while well, I was up the last like month, I think of the season, but I never really, didn't really play much in 2010. Wait, let me ask you this. Uh, hold on fresh i don't uh uh tell me then how it feels so you're an undrafted free agent like your agent calls you and says hey the giants are you know interested or you got a call like because you're an ohio guy like are like is that a big step to go like hey hey i'm not going anywhere i'm going to new york that could be a little bit overwhelming for a you know a maybe a 20 year old kid from ohio or or did it not matter well so I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. A couple teams said they might take me late, if you know, like my film. The Pats actually told me, hey, if we don't draft tight ends early, we're going to try and snag you late. Okay. And with the first pick of the second round, they take Gronk. And then yeah. a couple rounds later, they take Aaron. So I was like, all right, they're out. <laughs> and then my agent was getting a bunch of calls in the draft, and teams wanting to sign me as undrafted players. And it really came down to the Browns, Giants, and Pats still wanted to sign me, but – it was basically a slotted practice squad spot because they had those two and then Algie Crumpler, who was oh, yeah, bet. Career, so I wasn't going to beat out any of those three. And then the Giants were saying it was Coach Mike Pope. Was, Pope. Pope was okay. hammering, hammering uh, Coughlin and everyone else. And my agent Coughlin wanted me too. And they're like, listen, we don't have anybody behind boss really. Right. And, and that's it. And I knew Kevin Vaugh. I mean, I was a huge fan of Kevin Boss watching him play, and I knew I could be somewhat similar. You know, Kevin was a great receiver and pretty decent blocker, but I knew I was a little better blocker than he was. And uh, then the Browns, my agent was trying to get anything out of him, like, okay, well, are you bringing any other guys in? They didn't draft the tight end, and I can't remember who they had, but they just wanted to be honest with them. So Didn't he's they like, have Winslow Jr. back then, or is that a, is that a little earlier? No, that well, he might have been that might have been post motorcycle wreck. So yeah, I was gonna say crazy Winslow at that point. He might have been on IR. I'm not really sure. I actually, I played with, I met him uh, in New England at one point. He was with us for a couple of weeks. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, and we decided New York because of the fact that hey, Coughlin's pulling for me for you. Pope was calling me, and I didn't know I didn't know anything about Mike Pope at the time. But oh, legend, legendary coach. Oh, I, I found out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just seemed like a good fit. And been there for for back from the Parcells days, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's best um, opportunity talking. for playing time too. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me ask. Let me ask you this. You touched on like blocking. Like that's clearly something that was a big strength of yours. At that, for a lot of guys, I feel like these days it's it's a lot of it is like effort and how much like they put into it. Um, but as a guy who clearly excelled in that area, like, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Is that just something that like you worked at because you like cared 
like an effort thing? Is that just something you just happen to be like better than other guys? Maybe he's just a natural athlete. Yeah. Is it, is it like a natural thing? Like talking to like, I think you're, I mean, I think there's a little bit of what to in there for sure. Uh, effort, but then, you know, there's a lot of, they say you can't teach, you know, can't teach size, size <laughs> and speed and dog, you know, some guys True. just don't have a dog, dog in them or just can't, don't have any fight. And I think help, and in high school, I was the defensive player in the state of Ohio for Division II football. Wow. Yeah. And, and uh, most schools wanted me as DN. Like, very few guys wanted me for uh, tight end. Ohio State was one of them. And I didn't want to go anywhere else. Um, and I think that defensive background of, like, trying to blow, you know, hit guys off the ball, I think, you know, made me the aggressor. And I think it helped out with my blocking game. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I mean, again, I can't even compare to even like I can be a water boy at Ohio State, but I can tell you one thing: playing D three ball in college, I came from a from playing defense and then getting to college and then making me a, a blocking slot receiver. We called them flankers back then. Okay? <laughs> so, so at 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 one hundred and ninety five pounds, I can knock the snot out of some small DBs. So you know if if you know how to play defense and you trans you, it translates over to the office. Like he's like Jake saying, so I'm again, I can't compare on his level, but like, if you have it in you and you, and you know what the technique is, I think it kind of comes natural for some of these guys, like some offensive guys just don't block because they never had to. Yeah. And like, like our, the tight end now, Evan Ingram, like he's a big receiver and he's sufficient at cutting off the end of the line or blocking downfield, but he never had to put his hand in the dirt and blow right. off the go toe to toe with a Justin Tuck or Jim. Yeah. I yeah. did that every day at Ohio State. <laughs> the, you know, Cam Hayward. I went against him every freaking day. Damn. And other, you know, Vernon Golston back before, right. he, you know, before he went flopped in the NFL. But, you know, the guy got paid. You can't be mad at him. Anyway, <laughs> all these DNs yeah. at Ohio State that were born and bred to be NFL DNs, I saw that every day. So it's not anything new yep. to me. Yeah, Carl Banks basically said, you know, the reason why he was so good was he had to go against Mark Bavaro right. every day in practice. And he said, he goes, and he used his words, he goes, it was effing hard. He goes, he goes, yep. everybody else would just line up and watch one-on-one drills and and it would be me against Mark. He's like, he's like, and we're still to this day really good friends. He's like, really good <laughs> friends. He's like, because every day the coach would he would say, Pope would come to me and say, Hey. I need you to really put it on Mark today, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and I thought that was a really cool, like, you know, moment. He was telling, he was telling Tuck that for, uh, for Jake. Oh, iron, yeah. iron sharpens iron, man. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's another thing I always tell people, you know, they're like, who's the hardest guys you had to block? And I'm like, don't me. Our DNs were so, <laughs> so good. When I got to game Sunday, it was like, I don't care who you put in front of me. I mean, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> JPP, Tuck, OC, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka, for you know, and one of the another guy throwing that that wasn't on a team, but uh, Alden Smith, rangy oh. guy, six, oh, yeah. two seventy. He was one of the tougher guys I had to block. Big wingspan. Yeah, by the time I get through those guys, it's it's not a big deal. And Game it's, day's uh, a cakewalk, right? After right, <laughs> and you know it, it was tough. I mean, we go against pra- at practice, but we have some periods where you know we might lock up and yeah. go back and forth. But then the minute it went live, it's like, oh well, strap them up. We gotta go. Well, yeah. let's let, hold on. Let's talk about the the better part of being a tight end, catching the ball, <laughs> route running. So. All right, you're not blessed with four four speed like uh, like uh, Engram is like you're talking about. But what what was your 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 technique? What, what what was the best part of your route running? How did you get open so often? Your that seam route was always open for you, and, man. You're, and that you're 2011 it. season was was pretty magical for you. So it's like whatever he was whatever he was doing was working. Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot of a lot of fun. I joke with people that I was a one hit wonder, but. Uh... <laughs> You know, I think, you know, I, just every day of practice, I was trying to – every route, every rep, every play, I was going to try and run as fast as I could down the field, get it in and out of breaks. There would be times where Pope would be, you know, pausing the film, and I'd be, like, running some over route, and I'd be the furthest guy downfield. Meanwhile, you have Hakeem Nix and Victor Cruz and Mario Manningham, and, I, and I'm, five, you know, a couple yards past them. Yeah. So, the way I was, you know, I didn't have top end speed, but my burst was probably as good as any of those guys. And in and out of cuts, I could do it as well as the best of them. 
You were yeah, always you, downfield, man. <laughs> I was move. watching all the highlights. <laughs> you can you can move, man, for your size. I, I didn't realize you played at 270. You said that. I mean, um, well, I, 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 no, I was a little sloppy. I probably could have, you know, those re- old Reebok jerseys didn't do any of us any favor. <laughs> I kind of had a little beer gut. I, you know, learned <laughs> a lot as you go older. I wish I would have been a little more uh, stingy in my nutrition when I was actually actually playing. Gotcha. Well, you're a pro athlete, man. You got to have a couple beers and some steaks. I mean, you know, yeah. it's going to happen. Help with the blocking. Right. 23, 24-year-old <laughs> pro athlete. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so, so what's really cool is, so again, I, I've been a season ticket holder. My dad's had him since 68. I've had him for years. I haven't missed many games. I saw all your snaps that year. That was a cool year. And I always, what I wanted to ask you was, because I'm still trying to put it together in my head, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, like you said, that 2010 season was kind of up and then down. And then, you know, you're, you're moving on the roster, off the roster. You, you still, 2011, you start the season, 10-year anniversary of September 11th. You start the beginning of that season. And what I'm trying to figure out is boss is back. Pascal's on the roster. Like, but you don't drop off. Like, like, like you kind of take off. You're, you're ascending right? You're, you had, a, I mean, a really cool year uh, for, for a tight end that just six months prior was the guy that, you know, was being forced to the practice squad. So what happened between year one and year two that just was like this, hey, we're good. Ballard's our guy. Like, how did that happen? I mean, a, a lot of things. I think staying in New York as a practice squad guy kind of just same, you know, same rookie year. Every I made every rep count. I tried as hard as I could at practice. I was trying to get better, you know, pick one thing to get better at today or every week to work on. And then, you know, going in my second year, I knew the offense. So that wasn't a problem. And then that actually was the lockout. So we didn't have OTAs, no right. workout with the team. And I just went back to Columbus, actually finished my degree. I was like one semester short. And I trained with the Ohio State guys, ran routes there by myself, kept training. And I remember going, getting back into town once the lockout was over and doing a couple workouts and getting ready for training camp in uh, Clifton, not Clifton, East Rutherford, because we didn't go to Albany that year. And, you know, we had our first practice. And I remember Coach Pope coming in and said, hey, boss is gone, signed with Oakland. And then we're not, it's the guys in this room who are going to be our guys and I I told myself all right this is it I'm taking it and that's no one's going to take it from me love it now he, that's awesome that's awesome was, you know was, so that's 2011 2010 didn't he get like a bunch of concussions so he had a couple Kevin suffered he got a bunch of concussions throughout his career um I don't know if that's why he didn't play that game I don't think it was a concussion he might have had a soft tissue injury it might have been a concussion I'm not sure but what happened, his contract was up in 10, and then he was going back and forth between the Raiders and the Giants. He was actually about to sign with the Giants, and then the Raiders doubled what they were offering. Can't pass that up. Gotta go. Yeah, got to go. I would, all right, see you later. Right. I mean, he did me, he did me a favor. I would love to <laughs> yeah. have him back. I didn't really get to be on the field with him much, but – I think, probably, over, I think you got over it. I think you got over it. It would have worked out the same for me if Boss was still there. I'd be on the team, but – wouldn't have the same stats or anything like that so all right ready uh, check this out fresh uh opening day is that uh 10-year anniversary right for uh september 11th 60 yards versus washington versus seattle a couple weeks later 72 yards with a touchdown 81 yards versus buffalo now this is my favorite i i i uh i hit you up on twitter about this one 67 yards and the game-winning touchdown in new england i was at the game Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was at the game. I, I got a buddy of mine. Awesome, ball. Yeah. yeah, Spear. My buddy goes, "Why don't you come up? Why don't you come up to Boston and watch your boys get their ass kicked?" And I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? I was like, I- I'll come, but I got a feeling that you're gonna get, you're gonna get surprised on what you get. I'm like, this team has got some magic left in it from, from uh, you know. Uh, the the 07 season like Hoffman's still there there's a little bit going you know there's something going on and Jake scores the game-winning uh touchdown that uh, seam catch the seam catch the, the seam catch on, on that last drive is what I remember man phenomenal that like, game that game blacked out yeah 
You Dude, down. that catch was absurd. I remember thinking to myself. It seemed like it was behind you. <laughs> on that drive, uh, Eli, I'm like, dude, that play by Eli and by Ballard, Eli put it in such a spot between two between, defenders. Between you the two to, defenders. That was awesome. To, the way that you caught the ball was the only way that you could have went up and got it. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, after the game, that's when the, they went to six and two and they're throwing Coughlin up and down in the locker room. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, that play was like one of the plays of the season, you know? Right. So where do you hear this story, Fresh? This story, I tell this story to people, they don't believe me. I go to that game and my buddy sits on the, like, the 49-yard line, right? Right up against the booth, right? The owner's like, booth, on right the behind side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, so we're sitting in seat uh, three, four, five, and six. Me and my buddy and my other buddy, right? Seat one and two on the 50 are empty, okay? So I'm like, you know, I said to my buddy, who, who sits in these two seats next to me? He goes, oh, that, that's Robert Kraft's kids. I go, <laughs> I go, wait, they, they sit out here? He goes, they can't stand to sit inside with the old man because he's crazy, right? <laughs> so so uh, it's like, I don't know. I think it's probably around the second quarter. Giants are heating up. Kiwanuka's having a great day, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think it's Robert Kraft Jr., if I'm not mistaken, comes up and he sits down. Hey, how you doing? I introduced, hey, nice to meet you. So it seemed like a you know nice cat, right? Um, and I'm thinking, okay, this guy's a billionaire. I'm hanging out with this guy. Right? <laughs> so the game goes on. He makes that catch. His dad's screaming from the booth behind us. The, ki- <laughs> the, kids, the kids get up. They're not kids. I call them kids. Kraft's uh, sons, I should say. They're probably older than me at the time. Cause I'm at that time I'm like dirty, right? They go storming down the aisle. I'm the only one standing like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, cause you know, Ballard's having a day. He scores that he's like, when you look at it from the angle, it looked like that ball was going to get picked off fresh. Cause Eli throws that ball behind the linebacker in front of the safety or maybe the corner right through those guys to Jake on that, on the scene. But it looked like more of like an out. So um, you blocked out there? Huh? You blocked out, you said? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Concentration's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, I just, dude. I, I, was, I tell the people, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I sat next to Robert Kraft's kids. I could hear the old man yelling from the booth behind him. And the minute he caught it, they stormed off right down the aisle. I was like, That's great. Yes. Yeah. So are you are you the primary on that play? Like, do you know Eli's oh, going to stick it in that, in just, that window? I no, I don't remember at all. I just <laughs> – I mean, I knew I had to see him, and it was – I got outside the linebacker, and I looked up, and it was there, and I just jumped up and caught it, to be honest. Um, Phenomenal. Yeah, I, I do not remember the play at all. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. And a lot of people don't remember this about that game. We were down some guys. Yeah. Um, right. David Boss was out. Uh, yep. Ahmad Bradshaw was out. Right. And even, I think Mario Manningham was out. I think I think so I think Soybert played center that game or or Kevin Booth one of the two. Ke, Ke, it was Kevin played center and then um, I'm pretty sure Mitch Mitch Petras came yeah. in played guard. And God rest his soul. I know that that one hurt man. I just not expecting yeah. crazy circumstances, but uh, yeah, we were down a lot of guys. So you know, and then their 18 what was it 25 win game home streak or something. Yeah, like that yep. ended. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, it was pretty cool, you know. Well, I hated leaving New York. Never, I wanted to be a giant for life. Stuff happens. I'm sure we might talk about that later. But, you know, playing with Tom and seeing how he – what kind of player and teammate he is, but also his competitive drive, he used to give me crap about that all the time. He's like, <laughs> if you think I forgot what you guys did, came in here. No way. Yeah. This is a guy who's played how many games? 200 NFL games? And Tom Brady? About, yeah, yep. Tom Brady. He cares about the one that he lost to us because and I was on his team now. He's like, so if you think I forgot when he caught that game-winning touchdown, you're effing mistaken. <laughs> well, I'll definitely get to that in a minute. Tell me about Coughlin before I forget. I'm, I'm just, you know, like, again, like, I think about it, like, undrafted free agent. You don't catch a lot of balls. To catching a whole shit ton of balls – to making huge catches all year. Like I said before, and I'm not floating your boat, the numbers that you had, if you weren't inactive those last two games, 
and you have uh, seven, 800 yards. I mean, you go to the Pro Bowl in 2020, 2021. Those are Pro Bowl numbers for tight ends, especially a blocking tight end, right? Yeah. So, you know, you have this crazy magical year. We all know, like, that's Coughlin's second go around. He's a little softer, maybe a little bit more gentle. But, but like, what, what was it like playing for Coughlin? Like, uh, did you have a lot of interaction with him? Did you like him? Any, any, oh. any insight you can give us on TC? I, I love Coach Coughlin. Talked to them quite a bit. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, I was a young guy when I was with them. If I was a little more seasoned vet, I would have probably talked to him more. Um, but being, you know, kind of young, quiet, intimidated, I, didn't, I had a lot of conversations with them, but not as much as I would have liked to looking back. But, you know, Coughlin had the locker room. Guys loved him. They followed Absolutely. Him. Yeah, he gave people a bunch of crap or was tough at times, but then he also wasn't at times. Right. Sometimes he was one of the guys – but we respected that, and that's how it should be with coach. You don't want to, you don't want a boy, you know, a coach that's just like one of the guys all the time, aka Freddie Kitchens in <laughs> in Cleveland. What happened? And I actually, Freddie's a great guy. He was our quarterback coach when I was in Arizona. Loved him, but you can't you can't be a, one of the boys all the time. It just doesn't work. Um, and but Coughlin, I mean, I'd go to battle with that guy anytime. Like I said, I I would love to play my whole career in New York and not got hurt and been you know, a 10, 15 year giants and been with coach Coughlin, how it ended up with him. I thought they did him dirty um, for everything he gave to that team. And, you know, after they got rid of him, who Al McAdoo went in, but, yeah. then, you know, they went out and got a defense, which they weren't giving him. It just yep. was, was unbelievable. Um, one quick story, actually in 2000, excuse me, 2015, I went back for, some game they're doing some i forget why they're what they're called homecoming game okay so players there from the past and i went back and i brought my girlfriend at the time uh, who's now my wife and Congrats. that worked out yeah it worked out <laughs> brought my girlfriend and we got in early and i want to show her new york just you've never been and we i was like well we got to go to the giants facility see my guys you know some of the equipment staff who's no longer there and my guy ronnie barnes and oh ronnie the facility was empty because I think all the players were out, but the guys who worked, they were still there. And I guess Coughlin was there, but I, I, I didn't want to bother him or whatever. And I was walking around, you know, also ran into my, a guy I loved, Marcus Paul, you know, mm. right to the piece as well. Just one of the greatest guys you could be around. Um, and word trickled down to Coughlin that I was in the facility and he came and found me. Awesome. Gave me a hug, wanted to see me. And he's like, man, you look great. What's going on with your life? What are you doing? And awesome. met my, you know, my girlfriend, and it was pretty cool. And then they were actually playing the Patriots that that weekend or that weekend, weekend. And I think I left. I was like, oh, coach, I know you take care of business. And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I, I, I don't know. Was that was fifteen his last year? Yeah. Year or was, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen was. You know, and they were struggling on defense. They didn't have the studs. They didn't have the players. They weren't protecting Eli. So, you know, he can only do so much. Anyway, they played him pretty well. They did. And then um, Landon Collins, actually, I think, or uh, I think it was Landon yeah. Collins dropped, dropped the game clinching interception. Yeah. So they played him tough. And actually, no, I think I was there for it. It wasn't a, a homecoming. I was homecoming was a couple of years ago. But before that, it was, I was just there for an autograph signing or something. Well, they hooked me in. My my wife up with sideline passes for the whole game, and I just oh. told her I was. And this is the first her first NFL game. Like, <laughs> oh wow! Man. Yeah, she's like, I'm marrying this dude. This guy's awesome. <laughs> you <laughs> locked it in that day. You didn't yeah. even know it. It's, I it's know funny. she had no idea like anything about football or that I played at Ohio State when we met, which is good. Anyway, and I told her I was like, listen, this doesn't happen. Like, this, <laughs> you guys just don't get sideline passes, so. It was pretty neat, man, and I'm really looking forward to going back for the uh, reunion this this fall. Awesome, okay, awesome. Oh, wait, wait, uh, yeah, spill the beans. What reunion? What's what, what's that? What's that about? Assuming there's going to be, it's a 10 year Super Bowl reunion. So True. I we would go for okay. a game. I don't know if they picked a game. I just assume that would be happening. That, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's funny you say that about like Coughlin. I feel like looking back now, like Giants fans and Giants Nation, like we all recognize that like he took the axe really and it was 
an accumulation, not to blame Jerry Reese, but like the front no, office. No, you can blame Jerry Reese. Early on. <laughs> let's all, let's a, all agree on that. They <laughs> got a guy like you, an yeah. undrafted free agent, and they that was like such a great find, right? And then like along the lines, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, they weren't as good at bringing in the right guys. And they, like you said, the offensive line deteriorated, the defense deteriorated, and getting rid of Coughlin was supposed to fix that. Then they bring in all these free agents. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think Coughlin took the ax and, you know, looking back, they cycled through a couple yeah. coaches. We, we think we found the guy now, but. Yo, Mike, Mike. Yeah, Joe Judge is our assist, uh, special teams, assistant special teams coach when I was in New England. I yeah. Really, I really like Joe. I think uh, he gets it and I'm excited to see what he does once they keep improving the roster a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely it should be a better year. I mean, they brought in some heavy hitters that gave Jones some, uh, you know, some help. Um, all right. So you liked Coughlin. And, and you know what? I think the guys that we've talked to have all said, like, you know, after that first Super Bowl and, and, and like, kind of mellowed him a little bit and he started asking people about their kids and their family and all of a sudden he started enjoying it more. Yeah. So, so in time that 2011 rolled around, I, he was probably uh, like a grandfather figure. Well, I don't know. I don't. I doubt <laughs> Tom Coughlin's. Yeah, I doubt Coughlin's ever soft, Mikey Fresh. But I think he just had a different appreciation for it at that point. Yeah. How was Bill? How was going to Bill? Yeah. How would you compare the two? <laughs> oh man, you know Bill. Um, have a lot of respect for Bill. I actually liked. I liked Bill. He was very stern a lot of times, but he had very dry humor sometimes, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, I did notice while I was there that Bill would always treat the guys that beat him or did well against him, like almost higher than some of the guys on his team or, no. or at a di different level. Like he'd always right. try to talk to me, crack some jokes. Obviously he'd do that with his guys too, like Tom and Vince Wilfork and stuff, but it just seemed like he always treated those guys a little different, but I mean, Pretty similar coaching styles. He, I think Coughlin was a little more personable sometimes. The thing with Bill, you know, he's the GM, the, the head coach. He's trading, you know, talking contracts. You can put whatever title you had on Nick Casario, but Bill was doing everything. Right, um, right. He couldn't get too close to you guys, I'm sure. So that's why yeah, he's... I, I think that was on point, too. I mean, there was definitely a revolving door up in New England constantly. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I enjoyed my time. The only thing, the only difference was, I think, in, or at least my opinion, in New England, it seems like everybody was walking on eggshells around Bill it, to the point where it made some of the support staff and coaches out, push them outside their comfort level to where, you know, people in New York with Coughlin, they could still be themselves in their own coaching styles and as long as they got the job done. But it's right. almost like in New, New England, they had to, almost put that Bill Belichick hat on to be like that. And I mean, you can't say much. They have six Super Bowls up there. Right. So it, it yeah. is what it something's, is. Something's working, right? Well, when <laughs> I was there, you know, when I got there after I got cut by Jerry Reese, um, <laughs> you he know, tried to slip like, you in there. <laughs> they, yeah. They were talking about the Patriot way and this is 2012. And I'm like, guys, you don't want a Super Bowl in like, <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. I, I mean, yeah. Super Bowl yeah. champ walking in there. Jake's walking around, just shiny object on his hand, going, "Oh yeah, remember that?" No, well, get this: the first day I was there was their last day of mini camp, and they were handing out their AFC Championship ring. Oh. <laughs> so I actually, so they we had, it ended mini camp. My first day there, obviously, I wasn't practicing. I was three months out of it, four months out of ACL. They end the team meeting and tell everybody who's anybody who was not in the team last year was dismissed and then they carted the rings in. So I went into the locker room with my buddy Bobby Carpenter, who was a linebacker, played yeah. Ohio State, Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, his, just so you know, his, if I'm not mistaken, his You're dad right. was running back for the Giants. Rob Carpenter, that's right. right. Number, uh, number, uh, number 26 came from the Houston Oilers. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know. No, his, his picture's up at the Giant Stadium and, and some of the hallways over there. Right. Um, but so we were sitting in the locker room as they were all coming in, and he yells out, hey, Ballard, show him the real ring. 
know any of these guys. I just got here. Yeah, yeah. You just showed up. I've been there for five hours. Like, <laughs> and Tom walked by and he's like, F you, Bob, too soon. <laughs> too yeah. soon. And, yeah. and Tom's like, Jake, we're glad to have you. <laughs> let's, let's, let's back it up a bit then, Jake. Tell me, I mean, man, like, I, I can't even fathom it. All right. So you have like, this magical 2000, you know, uh, season, 2011 season, you guys beat up on it at, at Atlanta, which was just a pouncing. I remember that, that, that was, a, that was, I was a at that one too. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Or something. You know, yeah. uh, you beat Rogers and green Bay. you know, green Bay you beat up on green Bay too. They, oh yeah. And, oh and, yeah. And then San Fran, you guys pounded oh. them in, in Lambo at Lambo. Oh yeah. It was great. What, what's what's the energy like? Well, are you living in Jersey or are you living in New York at the time? Well, I was in Secaucus. Okay. Right. So you're on the Jersey side. It's rocking on both sides. I'm sure you guys are in the city and out of the city, that kind of stuff. What's that What's that like four weeks like, those four weeks of playoffs? Because like one thing about New York, they love their Giants. They love their Yankees. They love their winners, you know. Um, what's, a, what's that playoff run like? Because, again, like, you know, a year before you were on a practice squad and they were pushing you down the chain. Now you're on your way to the playoffs. I mean, like see what you live for. Right. Right. So what's that like when you're like, Holy crap, we're going to the playoffs. Holy crap. We're just, we just beat up on Rogers. You know, like that's gotta be like, like a moment where you look at yourself and go, Holy shit. (laughs) You know, like this is, this is what we, this is what we do all of this. What what is a parcel say? That's why we lift all those heavyweights. Right. No, I mean, it was it was crazy magical. You know what I mean? It was almost like when we just started clicking, we started clicking and just got better every week. And I'd go in, you know, end of the year. So it's around Christmas time. I'd take the, you know, the train into the city and people would start recognizing me and yelling out my name. And at one time, I think this was after we beat Atlanta. I went to the Knicks game, took one of my... I, don't, I think it took Tyler Sash actually. I know. Um, May he rest in peace. Man, I, I there's been three of them we talk about. Yeah, right. Yeah, seriously. Not that long ago. Um, went to the Knicks game and they always do their like celebrity intros on the screen. Well, sure. I didn't expect that. I wasn't, I didn't know it was. I was on the floor seats, little kid, little guy from Dayton, Ohio at the garden. Anyway. Like they did the Sunday night football intro. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and That's sick. Everybody started standing up and cheering. It was nuts. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. Jake's like, who did you cheer for? <laughs> yeah. And then they showed one of my plays on the big screen. I'm watching it. I'm like, this is not real life right now. It's awesome. Awesome. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I'll never forget that, man. It was it was one of the cool experiences I ever had in, in, in my life. And then, oh, and I forgot. <laughs> And then I ended up lighting the uh, Empire State Building blue for the playoff run. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Got to go up there, and that was insane. All right, wait, how do you do it? How do you light it? Is it just a switch? Just a switch. I just cranked <laughs> the switch. They took what me about- the base of the, the needle and the little crow's nest, and it was crazy fast winds. It was like hitting me mid-thigh. I'm like, if I just tumble out of this thing... <laughs> It's You're over. living your best life at that point, man. Yeah. Like whatever at that point. <laughs> and then when, did, what was the moment? And I know Craig's getting into this that that you f- felt something happen in this in the Super Bowl. Like what was the moment with your leg? Yeah, because so, like I, I got to tell you, like you can't. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, like you know, you go to the Super Bowl, media week, doing all that cool stuff. Right. You go to the Super Bowl, you're not sweating it, right? We, you know, because Giants have already beat them once already. They're not afraid of Brady. You got a couple grabs. You know, I think you had uh, two, three catches for like 10 yards. Like, what the heck? Heartbroken <laughs> seeing you on the sideline, Heart Heartbreaking. Uh, and am I, am I wrong? Are you running up and down the sidelines trying to go? Well, so what happened? I, I was on the left side. Uh, I was running like a 10-yard in. Spikes, I was off the ball, got on the ball, waves Mario off. Spikes came in over top of me. I made a move, got around him, was working my way downfield, and I tried to throw like a head fake left. He was like on my right hip behind me. I tried to throw him left and didn't go right. So I plant with my left leg. I'm cutting right, and he's pushing me. So my left knee just twists. My foot got stuck in the turf, 
it was a weird feeling. I knew well, something wasn't right. So that's when my ACL definitely tore on the field, right? So that's when I'm on that picture. I'm on the sideline. They're doing the ACL stability test. Damn, damn turf. The, 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 that, those turfs, man. Yeah. And, you know, you would have thought that the doctors we had, you know, would be able to tell if the ACL was gone. But I guess, yeah. you know, my quad, you know, I just been running for three hours. My quad is firing. It's probably pretty stable. Well, they told me. They're like, oh, I think it's just your meniscus, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not structural. Like, fine. We're yeah, let's give it a go. Point, and there's like seven minutes left. So, like, we'll tape it up and see, see if you can run with it. So, I'm running around the sidelines. I'm like, man, it does not feel normal. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, try and stop. It's not so, buckling on you at all or anything? Not when I was running. Just It just felt loose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a little loose. And then they told me to try and stop on it. And that's when I went down. And that's actually, you know, my ACL is strong. The reason I retired is because of all my cartilage damage. Mm. You know? Okay. I would If they would have made me try and stop on the sidelines, it would have been a standard ACL. Probably would have, I would have still been in New York, but pretty so well. You, so you think if you had just not continued, if you'd stopped right then and there, you probably would have just got the surgery and came back the next year. Oh, I know for a fact that it was my case. That's unfortunate. They tried to squeeze you through waivers, didn't they? Yeah, they tried to squeeze me through waivers to save one roster spot. Yeah, try to get slick. One roster spot for Rocky uh, Bernard, Bernard, who was he wasn't going to sign anywhere. Just just waited till training camp. They could have put me straight to IR and not hit hit the waiver wire. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll speak for most Giants fans and probably all Giants fans. There was. We were not happy about that, man. <laughs> not happy you're about second, that. You're the, you're the second guest. Paulson wasn't too fond of Jerry Reese. He had more harsh words. You're, I'm kind of reading between the lines with you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Tomlinson. They, they called me in the office before they did it. And I knew that what they were going to talk about because my agent kind of prepped me. And it was Jerry. Coach Coughlin was gone. And Jerry's just like, hey, we're going to, you know, we, we just – you're going to need more time to heal and rehab. So you're not going to play this year. So we're going to put you on IR. And I was like, well, there's a chance of me getting picked up by another team. Is there? He's like, Oh no, it's you're, this is like an unwritten rule. You don't claim guys. And I'm like, listen, Tell Belichick that you're like, yeah, "Yeah, I just beat the Patriots in a Super Bowl." Right. Right. I was like, listen, I, I love being here. I worked my way up from the practice squad. I have a lot of pride in being a giant. I, I want to be here forever. You know, I love it. And I was like, there's, I don't want to get picked up. And he's like, well, you're not going to get picked up. We'll be fine. <laughs> you know, I left pissed off. Um, and I actually had a freaking autograph signing that day. Oh, it, it broke. Just... I had my autograph signing that I got cut from the Giants. Oh. So I'm like, this for, uh, for failing a physical. I'm like, this is not what's happening right now. Anyway, Coughlin called me too. And he was hot. He's like, oh yeah. I am so upset and pissed off. He's like, Jake, you're a smart kid. You know that I don't make all the shots or call the shots. But I, he's like, I pray to God that you make it through wires tomorrow and you're still a giant by tomorrow, you know, tomorrow night. Because I, I, it's funny. Uh, like I said, I'm older than these guys. I mean, like I was I was pissed. Oh, yeah. Was like, we were all pissed. Because I was like, just like, you know – you don't, you don't get, you know, Giants have always had some really good tight ends, but there was a point where there were no tight ends, right? So I was like, okay, we have bought, we have boss. Now we got Ballard. We're good for the next five, six, seven years. We're good to go. I was pissed. Like, I just was like, you know, cause you know, Belichick did it just to be spiteful. <laughs> I mean, like, like, come well, on, man. So too. Yeah. I mean, uh, so when you're on the when you're on the wire, they told me not to come in to the facility. I just thought it was weird, so I was like, okay, I'll just go home. So I stayed home, just thinking nothing of it. Um, they were in minicamp, finishing, I think their second practice, and uh, Ronnie Ronnie called me. He's like, hey, Coffin wants you to come in. He was like, you haven't heard anything yet? He's like, no, I haven't heard anything yet. I don't. I think you're good. So I come in. They're in the indoor. I'm saying hi to everybody. Everybody's kind of like waving, joking around, and. Uh, I'm talking with Ronnie and one of uh, Jerry Reese's minions comes over to me and says to Ronnie, Hey, did you tell him? And Ronnie's like, I didn't tell him. And I was like, tell me what? He's like, you'll never believe it. The Patriots picked you up the last five minutes of the waiver water. 
instantly got sick to my stomach so pissed off i was like no way called my agent and my just like no no you didn't i haven't got any calls from anybody the minute i was on the phone with him he got a call coming in for five so then it starts spreading you know to the guys while the practice is going on coughlin finds out his face gets beat red he couldn't even look at me the freaking uh the mara the maras came over and gave me a big hug and like we we're so sorry. We appreciate everything you've done here. You're a great young man. You'll have success anywhere. And Jer- of course, Jerry DeReese didn't say anything to me. Of course not. Because I was probably would have fight, fought someone. I don't <laughs> remember. I can't believe he sent the minion down to ask Ronnie Barnes. No, that, if- that, 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 right. cat, that cat was spineless, man. Yeah. And uh, all the like guys would come over in between breaks and be like, what the heck? Like, and when we got in the locker room out of practice, I'll never forget, like, David Carr's like, this was so dumb. He's like, this was so useless and pointless. There was no yeah. reason this happened. He's like, they just let you walk out the door for no reason. That unwritten rule bullshit. I, I remember reading it all the time, and I'm just like, you, you're just trying to make up for what you you, you did here. You right, try to right. be slick, and, and right. you got caught. So, yeah. nah, and, man. And, and Spiro. I remember I told Jerry Reese that me, I was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a young tight end who had a great year. Yeah. Someone's going to take a chance, put right. me on the car. Why won't you guys? <laughs> and, and, uh, and Spiro, you know Belichick. I mean, he's the ultimate tactician. You know, he's looking at, okay, this he's guy. He's always looking long term. Well, just think about think about Bill. Think how Bill works, right? This cat beats me at my home field and breaks my home, you know, my home winning record. This guy comes back and beats me in the Super Bowl. You know, like you know what? I'm sticking it to Coughlin. I'm sticking it to Reese. I'm sticking it to the Maras and the Giants. Yeah, but it's 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 a long term look at it too. Like he's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna rehab him, and you know, it's a long term versus short term look. Reese trying to get get the short term one roster spot and Belichick's looking long-term. So it's, that's, that's, I was on a, I was on a plane to Boston without, you know, I didn't have any say in the matter. I guess my will the next morning. Um, and that's what Bill said. He brought me his meeting room. He's like, Hey, you did really well against us. I'll play three tight ends every game next year. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. He's like you, Aaron and, and Gronk, you'll train this year, rehab, get healthy. And we'll go three tight end sets every play next year <laughs> yeah let me ask you let me ask you this a lot of guys uh a lot of giants fans are really split on eli and like a lot of critics are super harsh and he speaks, people he speaks for the under 28 year old fans for the record right, right. for the mate for no i'm 32 but i'm just saying a lot of i argue with a lot of friends about eli and some of them are giants fans some aren't they, everyone focuses on what he couldn't do like athletically and stuff and i'm just like do you know anything? This guy shows up every week. The organization hasn't had to worry about that position for 15 years because he's an Iron Man, and right. he comes up big in the biggest moments. Like, what else do you want your quarterback to do? Like, maybe, like maybe he doesn't like scramble and run the fastest or whatever, but or throw the prettiest ball all the time. But don't you want your quarterback to be unflappable, throw four first quarter interceptions, but then have the balls to lead their team down with two minutes to go in the game? So just like being in the huddle with him and playing with him what is the like what what can you say about that like just the confidence knowing that he's under center well i mean i guess eli never missed a beat he wasn't the most vocal guy all the time but he it's not that he wasn't you know what i mean he just i think eli naturally would probably if he could have it was probably an introvert um compared to peyton right peyton wants to be in front of camera he wants to call the whole you know every talk all the time leader and a quarterback pulled him out of there and made him um, be more vocal and he was like you know having another coach out there um, but also just one of the guys at times so very easy to get to like and be around and you know Eli we had obviously a good connection that year because he knew you know where I was going to be I knew where he wanted me to be even sometimes when we when maybe I'd break off the route or do something else he knew where I was going to be and we'd have every Friday we'd have a meeting with just us and the skill Eli and the skilled guys, no coaches involved, and we go through extra extra film work. And I'm not sure if every coach, every quarterback did that. I'm sure the great ones did, but I, I always thought it was weird. New Yorkers just didn't, not all Giants fans, but didn't realize what they had until you know it was gone. And then they're basing his career work on a couple years that really 
weren't his, I'm not going to really weren't his fault. You know, people, when he threw all those picks that one or two year, they had, he got sacks, probably top five sacks in the league. Yep. His line was terrible. He had young receivers. And I told people when they try and say he's not a Hall of Famer or they pick out the, the picks that season, I'd be like, listen, if I'm, because he would overthrow balls or the guys wouldn't be there. I was like, if I'm betting on what happened, is it the young receivers or Eli? It's the young receivers not being in the right spot. That's yeah. 100%. It's not yeah. Eli overthrowing it. It's them not doing their job because Eli does his job every day. Yeah, well said. Well, so, you know, they, again, Eli and Coughlin both took the falls for somebody else's problem. Right. It's, and we're not going to say that guy's name, but. Gary <laughs> Right. Are you, like, are you tight with any of the guys? You still you still talk to some of your boys, or or how's that work? So I talk to Bear probably the most. You know, I text Kevin Boss and uh, Travis every once in a while. Kevin Booth, uh, Chase every once in a while. You know, I I hate to say it, but like I was so I wasn't in New York very long, and I was like I said, a lot of those guys were from the 08 team, so they had bonds over years and. I wanted to be that guy. I just didn't get a chance to, you know, I was gone after, after the year. So too soon, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> too soon. And I mean, but I went back for that softball game. saw all those guys in 2016, I think, uh, that's cool. Celebrity softball game. And it was like, it was awesome. I mean, I love yeah. all those guys. Right. What are you doing these days? How are you spending your time? Uh, I'm actually in real estate. Um, some residential stuff and land development stuff. Um, and if you don't cool. buy anything, he's 290 pounds. He'll crush your skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is yeah. I've been doing it for seven years now, which is wow, crazy I, to say. I no, just got I, in the game. I just got in the game myself, so I got to get you get some tips out of you there, Jake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard you. I mean, our markets. I think we're like the hottest market in the country. But what's not hot right now? And yeah, you know, right. Your prices on the East Coast are just. Oh. Well, I, well, I appreciate you hanging out. We're going to have you back. Actually, you brought up that celebrity softball game, Spiro. That's, if I'm not mistaken, uh, license plate guy, Joe. I think Joe oh, pushed well, that to Joe LPG. Yeah, yeah, we're, yes, yeah, we're pretty friendly with Joe. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, every, every year he turns out like just a, a slamming event. You know, he does really good work. He gets, you know, friendly with a couple guys. He did this, you know, a lot of work with Darnay Holmes this year. Um, he does a good job. Right, you know, yeah. how about this? I'll leave you with this last question because I know you don't want to hang out with us all day. Um, do you watch? Like, I mean, like, because I'm always curious, like, you know, you're done, you're done, or do you, do you pop it on on a Sunday and see what they're doing? So I think for a while, after I got, the, you know, I just felt, I'm not going to say I felt like I got the short screwed in football. Everything happens for a reason. Not many people can walk away on their own terms. But I just felt, you know, I ended up retiring in Arizona. I was a starting tight end out there all summer in a training camp. I just couldn't take it. And my knee was killing me. Um, and I just kind of stepped away from – I didn't watch NFL too much. I'd pay attention to Ohio State. Uh, I'd pay attention to what was going on, but I didn't really watch too many, like, games from start to finish. Okay. But you know, I know what's happening. I'm starting to watch NFL a little more and more. I played fantasy last year for the first time. Ever. <laughs> nice. So, um, I, like I said, I pay attention. I'll probably start paying attention a little more. Now that I'm far enough out. I was like, I don't really have anything bitter about. I'm 33. It's it is what it is. I'm I'm excited to see what the tight ends do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much Kyle Rudolph has left in his tank. You know, um, he's obviously had a hell of a career. Um, well, he wasn't their main guy last year. So his numbers I, dipped, but I think he could, I think he'll still serve, serve a purpose. I just, there's, he's, there's a reason he wasn't the main guy last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. I think he'll still be a good supporting tight end, especially get him and Ingram in some sets where you're obviously splitting Ingram out and moving him around. Let's see what Kelvin Benjamin looks like. Yeah, that's right. Rocking, <laughs> rocking the eight five. Um, <laughs> Big yeah. shoes to fill. Can't yeah. believe they, they took they took that number from you, bro. <laughs> they took that number from me a while ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna I'll I'll hit you back up when the season goes. Maybe we can have you back on because like you know we're we're at least me anyway. I'm pretty hard on Ingram, you know, just because like I like I want to like the guy, but it's it's really hard to watch a guy with that kind of talent, you know, just drop. We need, we need your sure hands on on Ingram. 
Put those yeah. hands on them. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or they need to call you up and, and work with them or something. Because, like, I don't care what he does in, in, in OTAs and stuff like that. Like, he's got to catch a ball. Now, I get it. He's fast, straight line speed, right? Uh, and maybe Rudolph offers you a little bit something different. So, maybe, if you don't mind, I'll hit you up during the season. Maybe we can get you back on. No, yeah, guys. This is fun. I'm down to do this whenever. Yeah, awesome no, time, I, man. I appreciate that. Well, listen, you people listening to the Giants, guys. That's Jake Ballard. That's Mikey Fresh. That's uh, Spiro, Mr. Glass, half full. You guys know me. This is the podcast you love to hate, the Giants, guys. This will be cranked up on YouTube tomorrow. Jake's got stuff to do. He doesn't want to hang out with us. He's actually got a couple <laughs> sets to bang out, you know, because he's only because he's only 290. So um, we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we will be back uh, next week with Chase Blackburn, another Ohio football player. There we go. <laughs>